Welcome to a bonus follow-up episode of the Great Northern Podcast. I'm Jeffy Nilica. We're back to hear from Dream the Combine, Jennifer Newsom, and Tom Carruthers with their collaborator Isaac Gale. To mark the spring equinox, they are releasing the finished product of their project, Tracking, a Polyrhythm of Winter. Listen to hear about their process, and then they'll share the audio piece. Be sure to go back and listen to the first episode of the podcast so you can hear early in their process. Enjoy. Hey, Isaac. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome back to my room. Yes, welcome back to the place where the magic happens. This is, no, it's nice being here again. I feel like the pandemic has been good for our collaboration. We've actually completed three things in yeah. 2020 and 21. That is crazy. Can I just jump in here and say, hey, Isaac. Hey, Jennifer. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. Tom. Because otherwise, Tom. I'm just like, it's sort of creepy if I just, I'm quiet, and then I jump in midway through this. No, that's true. No, it's nice to be here. Um, and I think it's pretty interesting that we didn't actually come here at all for the making that. of this piece. So um, this is actually the first time that we've all been together in person. Since uh, in the making of this particular work, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's weird. And because of the like uh, twenty twenty time compression, I feel like you were here just a couple weeks ago <laughs> when we were working on those edits of those films. <laughs> like know. it doesn't really feel like any time went by. Like any time has passed whatsoever. That's true. You know, th- this whole project had um, kind of a motivation of of kind of care and compassion. Certainly after last summer here in Minneapolis and all of 2020. And uh, it's really been great to share this project, uh, not only with the kind of broader publics here in, in the Twin Cities. And actually we had people participating across uh, the U.S., uh, but, but also with you, Isaac. Like this is like kind of another continuation of this distributed authorship model. <laughs> well, yeah, and just an opportunity for us to... I don't know, vibe together in some way, which is awesome. So uh, we've had 173 submissions uh, in response to these five text-based prompts that went out over MMS. And so from these, uh, from looking at these prompts, which is kind of a, like, can I just say, like uh, a literal windfall, it's been a really interesting process working with you, Isaac, and with Jennifer, uh, both of you again, really, on trying to understand what it means to craft a crowd out of these individual experiences. I mean, we had the reality of the pandemic, so we're trying to, and most of the artwork that we've made in the past is like really interactive and participatory, and so we were trying to think of ways in which we could have that same sort of energy in a way that's safe and also um, is really accessible to people. So um, in a kind of democratically provocative way. Yeah. And many of our works have been adjacent to significant instances of infrastructure. And so for this guy, I think the kind of natural candidate became the SMS and MMS systems that are attached to our mobile phones. Yeah. I mean, it was really, so these 173 responses, I mean, they ranged from some really 
beautiful photographs um, to, you know, solely audio files to video pieces. Some people included text, some people spoke into their microphones. It was really ran the gamut. Um, but, you know, when we started to kind of parse through everything, Isaac, you were the one who really separated them into those categories. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the sound of a file that gets texted is heavily compressed. So it's kind of crazy to like, listen to the, just the raw straight stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, not crazy. And it's, it's just kind of harsh material. Like mm -hmm. you're just hearing the wind blowing on someone's phone mic or, you know, uh, crunching on a bunch of snow and it's, it has a particularly like high end. Uh, it's not, it's, it's really compressed. It's not like full of like space and air, like, right you know real life sounds so that was sort of like for me the 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 first thing was to try to figure out what type of sounds we had the material we were going to work with because we knew it was going to be a sound piece over everything else no that's true that's we had true. A, we had a lot of that meditative breathing yes and, and that's where i started <laughs> my original edit the first thing i tried was everybody breathing because every that was one thing that everybody did they all went outside and kind of did a, a, a slow breathing, yeah. which I bet felt great to do. But the thing that I put together with it did not sound great to any of us. <laughs> we were like, this so is sort of like a horror horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it did turn out very horror movie. But, but it was cool hearing all of those different voices. Like, yeah, like these body cavities like sort of overlaid on top of one another. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I think that you bring up a really good point. Like there's a difference between the action that people executed, like how they felt in that moment, um, you know, going out and responding to the prompt versus what our motivations are with these sounds like after the fact, right? That they, the first part can be one thing and then this is kind of a separate work that uses that as source material, but, um, you know, it takes on its own kind of life. Yeah. We, like the early motivations, like a way that helped to get us grounded was thinking about being a body of water yourself, coextensive with these other bodies of water. You know, we cross the Mississippi every day and I'm always in the outer lane of the bridge so I can get a sense of what's happening with that body of water. Does it have that, that, that tympanum of frozen ice that's going across it? Uh, you know, just yesterday, uh, the Pacific moved in once again and we got a, a few inches of snow and it's almost like uh, the, the whole place is is like a wet piece of paper or something. You know, it's what everything sort of backgrounds and the people are foregrounded. And I, I think it's been really a fun process by working with, Jennifer, what you called, I think poetically, uh, a lossy medium to explore these coextensive bodies of water. Yeah, I mean, I think that what we were looking to do with the audio piece is somehow recapture that um you know I, I remember the first edit that you sent over Isaac I think I responded in like a maybe exuberantly positive <laughs> way about these watery sounds that kind of tumbled over top of one another that started to feel really uh yeah like roiling and kind of guttural in some way um I also really loved how uh, yeah, we're taking these kind of like degraded sounds, right? Like they're not high quality, right? They've been totally compressed. Um, and trying to find 
the kind of breadth of sound within that palette. Uh, I think you really eloquently talked about early on in the process, like, okay, how do we balance the sort of high kind of tingly, crunchy, uh, crystalline sounds with something that's like a lower, uh, uh, a lower kind of bass rumble and get that kind of, um, I don't know, the wash of sound that feels really atmospheric. Like we really wanted this to feel spatial. It mm -hmm. feels like something that's like within your body, this kind of liquidity of your own body, the liquidity of, of um, uh, you know, a, a sound that kind of like is passing through you. And I think that the final... Or, or even like moving within you. Yeah, it's like you're you're becoming this, yeah, like, you know, kind of vibrating system in response to it. And I think that was something that we were really striving for and I feel really um, excited about where we ended up. Yeah. I mean, that those things helped prompted me to think of everything. Like I, someone used the term resin that we're all resonant bodies of water mm -hmm. at some point in the process, which finally clicked something for me that we needed like tons of reverb and delay and resonators, which like add harmonic things to everything um, to, to space the sounds out because the sounds are so compressed and tiny mm -hmm. and texted, mm -hmm. like trying to add this. And, and there's something great about being texted to go outside, record yourself, do a thing. And then it comes back into all this other technology that like we blended it all up with and, you know, added to and heavily filtered and heavily. Yeah. Can you, with it. can you talk a little bit about the way the filters work because i thought that was super fascinating how they they kind of operate with difference yeah, you talked yeah. about using an ai yeah so we started with um we like I, the first thing that i tried to do was take our palette of sounds after we categorized everything and then i worked with uh, ryan olson on multiple projects and we went in he's developing some ai sequencer sampler software that's basically going to be the coolest thing ever when it's done <laughs> and so you know we get to like uh try it out at somewhat early stages but yeah. it basically takes the transient peak of a waveform and samples that and so various wave you know like the sound of a bird is like so long and it'll just pick out the peak of it or whatever mm -hmm. and then it re blends it all up and was just sending us things that like it's like an idea factory kind of for me, like where like I could have a lot of ideas. It'll take me forever to put them together. And this thing is just AI sending us things and being like, you like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's like the base of where we started. Um, and we could hear, I think it's even in the, the, the piece when it first lands on kind of a watery bubbling stuff mm -hmm. for a little bit, that's from that. Mm. And then after hearing that, it was kind of like, okay, uh, I know I like some of that stuff, but what I need is, uh, we needed more space. And so then it was like, okay, we got to run just straight tracks through reverbs and delays and see what they sound like. And that's where it finally landed on something that felt musical and like really nice to my ear. Mm. You can just hear straight wind, like hitting someone's microphone. finding i would find like a pattern in that cut it loop it and then run that through a resonator which is adding harmonic 
yeah. different levels of harmonics to it to make it musical. Yeah, I mean, I think it was important to me to work just only from the material we had because I enjoy working from those restrictions and um, the, those like rules sort of create new cool creative ideas. And uh, so, yeah, we didn't add any instrumentation or anything. Everything is created out of the sounds texted. Which was so amazing to me because you it sounds really orchestral in certain parts. Yeah, that surprised me as well. <laughs> but it, it, I love the way that it worked out. Just hearing wind hitting a microphone and adding a lot of uh, extra harmonics to it became so cool. Sounds like strings being scraped or whatever. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, I think what's so fascinating is, and, and this was entirely intentional from the beginning, right, is that the final piece is only comprised of sounds that we received via text message we didn't add anything to it um it was all about this kind of like you know post-processing the production the the layering of these sounds trying to get something that i don't know speaks to this collective moment that we're all in um and i really loved how um you know, in some of those clips of the more isolated sounds, like the the birds that get run through the resonator, like then they get this really kind of, I don't know, like it feels like ice cracking or something. There's something that it has such a texture to it. Yeah. Um, it and I think, you know, we were really striving for this to feel really spatial, for it to feel really visual, for it to feel really um tactile that it like Mm -hmm. yes it's a sound piece but it engages with all these other senses in a really um specific way Mm -hmm. i think the prompts were one thing that maybe entered into this space of like like yeah get outside you know shake shake whatever is uh you know stiffness in your bones or whatever is getting you down like shake that off but i think some of that uh, tension of the time is definitely evident in the work and I, I really like that about it yeah agreed and I like working on these type of like elemental sounds like we've talked about before there's nature is totally indifferent to if we're having like a fun spring or like <laughs> going out and moving and having a good time and the I feel like the sound like kind of reflects this weird sort of power of nature and like heaviness and not to me, it's like if it sounds dark or scary, that's your own filter processing it that way. No, that's what's true. In there. That's so true. That's so true. Well, we want to thank everybody who not not only just sent things back to us, but mm-hmm. everyone who participated. Uh, we had over 260 people who received these text messages and and let us into their lives for for a week uh so that that feels really generous and um so we want to say thank you to everyone and to those of you who responded you might hear something that sounds familiar some of the sounds are um kind of straight cuts and others are much more manipulated um so you might hear yourself in there um but thank you so much for sharing a little piece of your time experiencing winter with the three of us it's really been a pleasure working on this yeah you know when i get a chance to to listen to this piece it's really meditative i find myself really closing my eyes i listen to it on repeat with headphones 
and I honestly feel so much better coming out because there's there is a psychological density to the piece just to kind of name it mm-hmm. right and and yet there's also something very meditative about it so lay back in your beanbag chair put on your <laughs> headphones <laughs> crank the volume up yeah listen to it loud yeah That's really loud is, is key because it'll bounce around in your head and that is intentionally what uh I mean, that's what I think feels good. Yeah. I love the like the shapes where the open water met the ice and the ice caught the clouds and the different colors of the sky and the jagged edge of the river. Chickadee. 